gentlemen, welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is... We're gold! We're good! We're gold! We're here! It's so fucking... Every little bit. It's crazy because I'm just so... The Nooner! Sonia Brown, we got the Nooner! They get you just angry enough that you don't do anything, and then they back off for a minute. But the goal line didn't move. Like, the, the ground they took, they didn't receive it. After our kids. All of them are after our kids. Welcome to the Shipwreck Show. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. We had sound, I think, today. Let me know if we didn't. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this out with the sound and the stuff with StreamYard. We're still fighting. What's up, you guys? Welcome to live. My name is Shipwreck, and I will be your hostess with the mostest. I hope you guys are doing great. Angie Barnes, maybe Angie Barnes in the house, and Purple Princess, and Lisa Lott, and Mimi Collin, and James. Welcome to the live. It's good to see you. You guys on Rumble, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. I think, yep, I see you. You're in there. We're live there too. We're live everywhere. It's a good day. Today is a good day. Today we're going to talk about Bill Gates. I don't have Sonia here today. She's got an ice storm coming and she's trying to leave town and she's trying to run around and do stuff and she's trying to prepare for that. And so Ashley Falgum, welcome to the live. It's good to see you. Shelly Owick and Risa, you guys, welcome to the live. My water smells like fish. Thoughts as to why that would be? Maybe it's the cup. Lacey Leroy, hello. Maybe it's the cup. It possibly is the cup. What's up? What's up, Lily's Flowers? It's super icy here. It's cold here. It's like stupid cold. Like our, our water heater keeps flipping the breaker cold. It does that when it gets this cold because our whole house is electric. And so when it has to run like it does, it just... And so I took a warm-ish shower this morning and a cold shower yesterday because by the time it's my turn to shower, then it's all, it doesn't matter. It's all good. I'm not, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why it smells. It might, it might be the, it might be the ice. I don't, I don't know. We'll figure it out. They've poisoned your water. I wouldn't be surprised. It's filtered water. So I don't think it's the water. I think it's the cup. I don't know. Turn over the cap. That's why it smells. I don't know. I, I, it's fine. We'll just, I'll plug my nose. It's fine. Everything is fine. You guys welcome to the show. I got a couple things. I want to talk about Bill Gates today. So Bill Gates, hello, Marinda Marin. Bill Gates came out and he had an interview with an Australian news company. So we're going to get into that today. I, a first thing I want to do though, is I'm going to go off script for just a minute. And I just want to have a quick conversation before I went live today. And before I came in here, I caught a TikTok from Jeffrey Marsh. Jeffrey Marsh is like, he's a big deal on TikTok and he's a she, her, but he's like a 40 year old man. And I think I've gone rounds with him before way back when, when he was like, Hey kids. And I'm like, Hey, 40 year old man, stop addressing children on the app and trying to talk to them about how bad their parents are. And then my video went down and then that account went down. Raysa, thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on. I love your face. And then I really didn't see much of Jeffrey Marsh anymore. And that was okay. I was fine with that. Cause he gets me kind of triggered, right? Why didn't he, he is all over my FYP today for some this morning. He, apparently he got a tampon deal. Am I accurate in saying that? Ship, what's up, Mopar? Like he's he's a sponsor now for tampons. Has anybody seen that? Listen, listen. I I what? I do not need to be mansplained how the process of my period works. Like I'm I'm a little. I was normally like I just whatever whatever Jeffrey. Fine. But he's like, I'm selling pan tampons. I'm like, what do you mean? You've never had a uterus. You've never had a period. Let me tell you something about people. I don't know how many women I got in here. And look, if, if this is for my girls, if guys, you plug your ears. I promise we'll get to Bill Gates. 
I have struggled with my cycle my whole life. My whole life. It has been like life altering. Like I alter my plans around my cycle because it changes me that much. Um, the mood swings, the cramps, the bloating, I'll gain anywhere from seven to 14 pounds in that week and a half of water, the cravings, the, you just feel jitty, the sleep, the tired, the, it's, it's, and so to be mansplained about a period by a man who has never had it before in his life, who has never actually experienced what it's like, it, I thought we were all like women's right. Listen, I'm, there's, there's a couple hills that I'm going to die on. Okay. The first hill is these kids, man. We, we can't let this be normalized for the kids. Obviously as a whole, that the trafficking, the grooming online, like that's a big no. Okay. The indoctrination, the government aspect of it, but I'm going to die on this hill that biological, we're not biological women are not going to fade into the back. Okay. We're not going to be replaced by men dressing up like women. Do what you want to do. That's fine. Transition if you want to. If you want me to address you as a woman, I am fine doing that. But don't you for one fucking second think that you know what it's like to go through some of this stuff and then to come out and explain it to us. Okay. I'm going to die on that hill. Listen. I think I tweeted this out, right? The feminine isn't toxic. It's the, it's the feminist. Okay. We, we need to stop allowing the biological females, the females, the, the feminine. We can't, we can't be pushed to the background. I, I'm a proud female. I've always been a proud female. I was a proud tomboy. I couldn't imagine now growing up the way that I did doing it now. Um, um, I don't know. I think it's Tampax. I want to say I'll have to go back and look like a bajillion people must have stitched in because I watched one in it. You know how TikTok works. I watched one in its entirety. And then all of a sudden I have 27 more and he is just all over my, and, and I am just triggered to no fucking end. Like fine. Be non-binary. I, I respect that. I respect your pronouns, but you're taking over. And this is something like women have fought hard. I'm not, I'm not going to get into the feminist and equal. I'm not going to get into that. But you can't just erase biological women by, by taking over their cycle and taking over their sports, taking over their Miss America. I mean, I'll die on this hill uh, of not allowing the feminine to be erased, the true feminine to be erased from history. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% open to adding it into it to doing, you know, to adding into it. But he, he openly admits in that video that he is not binary because he doesn't have a uterus. And it's like, then how do you have any clue what it, how can you, how can you relate to women in any way with this? I get it. Like I, you, but with this, this is something you should have just left alone. Coming out here, telling me to trust the fucking science. Okay. Is my rant over? I, I'm not going to let it happen. And I don't know what it's, what that's going to look like, whether that needs to be a, a segment that we do, whether we need to do so. I'm like, I, I don't know what that looks like. Um, more content based. It's, 
biology is science. You're, you're, if you're coming out here, you're pretending it's not science. There's no more than two genders. That's, that's, it, that's not science. It's just not. If you want to pretend that there is, if you want society to accept you at, or accept it, that's fine. But don't, don't pretend that it's something that it's not. There are other ways that you can portray it. I just, I won't let it happen. And I'm not going to let our masculine uh, be demasculinized to such a level that they can't protect the women anymore. Like this is where we're at. I'm Okay. That was my first rant. I'll probably make a TikTok after this. I have one in mind. The second rant that I have, it's not even a rant, but the second thing I wanted to touch on before we jump into Bill Gates is uh, the Nancy Pelosi stuff. So I, I made a video on TikTok talking about uh, the Nancy Pelosi, how the whole thing was a setup. And I think uh, it must have been misunderstood by a lot. So I'm just, I'm just going to clear that up. I think the entire Pelosi story, I think the whole thing, the hammer, all of it was complete bullshit. I think it was all made up. I don't think it happened. And I think it was all made up with help from their daughter. Uh, I think the the cops, even you saw, were probably actors. I don't think any of it happened. And then I think after it was done, we waited for the footage for months. And then it just happened to come out on the same day that Pfizer was having the worst week of their life. Um, I feel like Pfizer called in a favor to have that released so that the news cycle would be clogged with that story and nobody would really talk about. And that's exactly what happened. Um, that's what everybody talked about was the Pelosi stuff. And nobody talked about the Pfizer stuff. And then Pfizer responded at eight o'clock on a Friday night. And that's just, I think the whole thing was bullshit to push votes. And then I think Pfizer called in a favor to the Pelosi's who own a bunch of Pfizer stock. If I remember right, it doesn't smell like fish anymore. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the heat. Is there something in my vent? Anyway, uh, I didn't post the Pelosi video. Uh, my thing is the cops didn't know what house. Yeah, they didn't. That's horseshit too. Like you're not going to be the cat or they weren't the capital PD. They were San Francisco PD. Like you're gonna know you've got, you have to have a list. It's I think the whole, absolutely all of it was crap. All of it. <clears throat> I don't think it ever happened. I said what I said. Um, and I think it was, I think they got help from their, her, their daughter. Somebody told me that David DePape too was a, a videographer. Um, yes, I did. This goes back to the Pfizer. So what had happened was, if you haven't caught up by now, what had happened was Project Veritas dropped a bomb on Pfizer, um, came out with a whole thing. We can't show it on YouTube. We can't show it anywhere but Rumble. It is, we went through the whole thing. Uh, if you go an episode down, you've got, if you go to Rumble, which is in my link tree, which is in the description of this live, you can find it. It's on Rumble. We couldn't post it anywhere else. They were taking people down. Um, they, so the article came out, then media tried to spin it as they didn't work there. That they that Pfizer had no idea who that guy was, except they did. And fortunately, Project Verit James O'Keefe, they had all that information screenshot and saved already. Plus, a bunch of other people were able to pull his legacy LinkedIn. Um, and then the pictures of him with other doctors that worked for Pfizer. And then on top of that, like a bunch of other stuff. And then somebody that is an insider at Pfizer sent him a screenshot 
of the guy's DMs. Like, you know, you can instant message people. If you work for a company, they have the inner workings of this. They sent his on, you know, the fact that he was online and taking instant messages from Pfizer after the drop had happened. He'd absolutely worked there. That's bullshit. Absolutely. 100% worked there. Um, whether he still works there or not, I don't know. Uh, it seems like Project Veritas has moved on to YouTube now. I haven't looked into too much of that. We'll get into that. Uh, and then we're going to get into it. At some point, too, we're going to get into these investigations with the Hunter Biden stuff. Gateway Pundit was given some information by somebody, apparently, in regards to these classified docs. I don't know a lot about it yet, so more to come on that, too. Um, I can't believe. Yeah, we talk about, like, TikTok didn't kill any of it. My videos are still up. I lost one, but that's because... Well, that's a long story, but they didn't, they didn't kill any of these yet, but Facebook took it down. YouTube took them down. Inst I took mine down off of Instagram because I knew that was probably going to be next. And we're going to just go from there. So, um, kudos to all the men out there who were supportive and intelligently silent on the tampon issue. I, I, I saw a bunch of men respond who were just like, my guy, the last thing women need is a man telling them how to handle their menstrual cycle. Like what is wrong with you? So I, I, my faith in, in the masculine was renewed based off of those things. Um, it continues to be renewed more and more and more as, as more men start to speak up and speak out and to tell some of their toxic, I mean, this, this toxic environment to kick rocks. And to want to take things back to a more traditional level and to want to be the decision maker again. And I'm seeing a lot of that. And um, my faith in it has been renewed. I do think we can come back from this. I just don't know how long it's going to take with Jeffrey Marsh out here pushing tampox. So more to come. More to come on the, on the masculine, feminine stuff. We will... Um, I don't know. Let me think about that, what that's going to look like. Cause I feel like that's something we need to do more of is, is focus more on, on keeping biological women in history. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't want them erased. I don't want my children growing up and being adults where biological women can be just any, like, I don't want that. I, I think there's, it's disrespectful and dismissive, um, as a biological woman to be dismissed in such a manner is, is disrespectful in my opinion. Um, I had a deal with my husband on this recently. Hopefully he finally gets it. Uh, real men are amazing. We see, we absolutely see the real men out here. I see you. Um, I see you taking care of your families. I see you, you know, not getting sucked into this toxic divorce culture, not getting sucked into this toxic, uh, beat it and <laughs> what is it like meet it and beat it culture this whole hookup culture like we see you and and we appreciate you and it's we're here too like we see you and, and we're here for it so i like i said hopefully that doesn't become a thing that's societally acceptable i am happy to say that even a lot of people that supported uh what have, what, what Jeffrey Marsh was kind of about and as to, in terms of being non-binary and so on came out against this as well saying, Hey, listen, like we get it, but, and, and we support you, but you can't take this. Like you can't do this. You can't mansplain this to women. Uh, Megan says ship. I tagged signing a video of a woman that is talking about the feminine mask and how they work together. It was awesome. That's awesome. I've seen a lot of that. It took me a long time to understand 
that both the feminine and the masculine are actually both within, they reside within you. I just tend to lead with my masculine more than not. Um, but I have learned to take a step back too and let uh, my feminine, you know, be allowed, allow my feminine to come out more frequently as to where before I feel like I think I was just really protective of her. Um, but only again with certain people too. And in certain places, because obviously there's things that are broken out there. Actually says, I tried to send you a video yesterday about a man who dug into Damar Hamlin's situation. He found the mother and the father with the same names as Damar and their son died in January. Oh, uh, where'd you try to send me that at? Instagram. It's not really good. Telegram works best for that kind of stuff. If you could drop the link, Ashley, um, the Damar Hamlin stuff, he came out with a video. I could, I should touch on this too. Uh, Damar Hamlin came out the video on Instagram. I'm not going to play it. Oh, you can go watch it. It's on Instagram. It's, it's, it's him. It's heavily edited. It's heavily edited. Um, <laughs> I feel like at some point, maybe I'll do that this Saturday. I was going to do ghosts this Saturday. Maybe we should do deep fake this Saturday. It would be a good episode or a good time for deep fake. Do you guys know what the deep fake is? <sighs> just look up deep fake on TikTok and it's just, <sighs> um, I don't know. It's the, I wasn't convinced and I'm going to leave it at that, but here's what I am. I'm going to leave it alone too, because God dang, people got in their feelings about it. I had people come back and we're like, Hey, what do you think now? And I'm like, Hey, I am not going to have an argument with you or have a discussion with you about deep fakes. If you saw nothing wrong initially to begin with, um, that's counter. That's, that's going to be too rabbit holy for some people and they aren't going to believe it. Uh, I don't know how long it takes to get a deep fake going. I would assume nowadays, probably not super long, but it would explain why they drug their feet so much to get a uh, statement out of him. So more to come. Yeah, there's a Tom Cruise one. I saw a couple. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should spend Saturday going through deep fake. Uh, there's a history behind it, where it started, who started it, the technology behind it. Uh, maybe I could put that together. We could go through that this Saturday. Uh, that came from Stu Peters on TikTok or on Twitter. Stu Peters digging. I'm not a big Stu Peters fan. He came out with Watch the Water, which I thought was bullshit. Um, I'm not a big Stu Peters fan, but he is. I got to give him some. He is digging his heels in, and he is taking the heat for this. Uh, talking about the tattoos that are gone, wondering you know why he didn't talk about. He didn't actually say what had happened in the video. He didn't. He just talked about his recovery. He didn't say you know. <sighs> Good on Stu Peters. Um, so Purple Princess says, even on Snapchat, you could take a photo of yourself and add the song to it and the filter will make your mouth move seamlessly. Yeah, the lowest level of, of your phone services can do a lot. Of, there's apps that do it. There's apps that you could take a picture of somebody and it will. I did it with my dad and I about had a fucking heart attack. I never did it again. It creeped me out. But it, it's, 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 it's possible. Um, some say it's AI. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced. I'm sorry. The sports people are in a very, very deep sleep. Yeah, I maybe, which again is why I'm not going to get into it. Also, I don't, there are a lot of people that escape, use, use sports to escape. And I, I'm not about to try and ruin that for people. Um, I said what I said, but I also understand too. Like, I'm not going to come down on people. I understand. I don't watch the NFL because of the dirty shit that goes on, but I'm not ever going to come down on you for watching it. I'm never going to, I don't go to movies 
uh, because of some of the shit that I know. There's certain movies I will not watch anymore because of some of the shit that I know now. But I will never come down on you for for doing that or, you know, because people need that escape. And for some people, that's I, I'm, I am a chronic anxious person. And for me, it's watching the same episode of a of a show over and over and over again that helps kind of bring me down. I will never come down on people for for that. So just I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave the DeMar Hamlin stuff alone. People got one guy. Like I said, one guy called me a thought or a twat. Fuck you, dude. Okay. Are we ready? We burned 20 minutes of this live. Let's talk about Bill Gates. That was fun. We talked about Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. That's done. Okay. Never happened. That's my conclusion. That's it. More to come. If anything else comes up, it might not, who knows, but let's talk about Bill Gates and his best friend, Jeffrey Epstein. So Bill Gates was trending on Twitter yesterday for apparently doing an interview with an Australian branch of ABC, where he was asked once again about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Let's watch. Maybe. Yes, we can watch. Here we go. Now, one of the issues that's dogged you is, is that of your relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Do you regret the relationship that you maintained with him against Melinda's advice and wishes? Oh, I've said that I'm, I mean, this is, you're going way back in mm -hmm. time. But yeah, I, New audience. I will say for the, you know, oh, over 100th time, yeah, I shouldn't have had uh, dinners with him. Um, Epstein had a way of sexually compromising people. Is that what Melinda was warning you about? No. I mean, it, it's... No, I, I had dinner with him, uh, and that's all. And that you regret the relationship, the acquaintance? That I had dinner with him. Mm. And, and the relationship between the Foundation and Epstein, which There was... never was any relationship of any kind. Um... Oh, but there was! There absolutely was Bill Gates. We're going to get into that. But essentially, so Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. Everybody knows Jeffrey Epstein and Gessleen well, Maxwell. Gessleen Maxwell works for, I'm sorry, Gessleen Maxwell's sister, Isabella Gat Maxwell, works for the World Economic Forum. She sits on the board. The World Economic Forum is one of the biggest sponsors to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And in a lot of the interviews that Bill Gates had done, he had talked about only getting around or going around with Jeffrey Epstein to talk about philanthropy and how to get more money basically and how to get more philanthropy into the bill and Melinda Gates. Don't tell me that they didn't don't that's bullshit. All of it. That's crap. But I want to go back to the wife. Okay. So according to the daily beast on 510, Melinda Gates had in fact stated that she was concerned about the relationship with Epstein and Gates and expressed her concerns to them. And this is in her interview with, I want to say this is CBS. That he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. Melinda French Gates opens up following her and Bill's divorce and the role Jeffrey Epstein played in their split. The power couple revealed last year that they ended their 27 year marriage. Any of the questions remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. That's Melinda sitting down with CBS Morning's Gail King on Thursday, her first wide ranging interview since the split announcement in May. Divorce is a painful process, even when it's what both parties want. It still is a very painful, personal decision. It wasn't one moment or one specific thing that happened. There just came a point in time where there was enough there that I realized it just wasn't healthy and I couldn't trust what we had. Among those contributing factors, Bill's connection to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. The disgraced financier died in jail in 2019 while awaiting trial for sex trafficking charges. You know, it was also widely reported that 
Bill had a, a friendship or a business or some kind of contact with Jeffrey Epstein. It's not one thing, it was many things. But I did not like uh, that he'd had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you made that clear to him? I made that clear to him. Melinda admits she met Epstein and doesn't mince words about her first impression. I wanted to see who this man was and um, I regretted it from the second I stepped in the door. He was abhorrent. He was evil personified. I had nightmares about it afterwards. My God, I feel terrible for those young women. It was awful. In a statement to CBS News, Bill calls meeting with Epstein, quote, a mistake that I regret deeply. He adds it was a substantial error in judgment. Any of the questions remaining about what Bill's relationship there was, those are for Bill to answer. Okay. But I made it very clear how I felt about him. Mm -hmm. Melinda and Bill's divorce was finalized in August of last year. First of all, I think, you know, I, I want to say that on the day I got married, I never thought I would end up being divorced. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I felt like I, I needed to take a different path. But I probably I didn't have any sense of how big of news it would be. You never you can't anticipate something mm -hmm. like that. The couple shares three children together and both remain involved with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Definitely a very sad milestone. In his first interview following the divorce in August, Bill explained the split wouldn't affect their dedication towards giving back. And Melinda's a great person and uh, that partnership that we had coming to an end is a, a source of, of great personal sadness. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Sure. It is. Bill Gates is such a piece of shit. Listen, it sounds to me like his wife had made it very clear she was not on board with the misgivings of Jeffrey Epstein that he or with the friendship that he had with Jeffrey Epstein. It also sounds to me in that interview in a couple interviews that he did was that he was trying to downplay his friendship with Jeffrey Epstein, saying we just had the dinner once. Actually, no, you had dinner a few times. So I'm going to go through the timeline, okay? So I got a whole timeline on the Bill Gates, Jeffrey Epstein friendship. They're best friends forever, holding hands at the skate rink, okay? Absolutely, we're in bed together in business. That's, that's that whole thing. It's too coincidental for them not to be. But I want to go back to the dinner of the witch he speaks of. So in that interview, he states, I only had the one dinner. So the dinner to which he speaks of ties back to their first meeting on January of 2011. According to the New York Times, on this occasion, Gates and Epstein were joined by a Dr. Eva Anderson Dubin, D-U-B-I-N, a former Miss Sweden who Epstein had once dated. She had also brought along her 15-year-old daughter. The New York Times also claimed that Bill Gates sent an email about Epstein to colleagues in 2011 stating that his lifestyle is very different, his being Epstein's, is very different and the kind of intriguing, although it would not work for me. He also stated in the same email and that he had stayed late into the night on this occasion, writing in the email that a very attractive Swedish woman and her daughter were dropped by and I ended up staying there quite late. Blech. Gross. The two men met again. In 2011, on May 3rd, where they were photographed along with James E. Stanley, at the time, the senior J.P. Morgan executive and former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers and Boris Nikolak, who was the Bill and Melinda, Ga Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation science advisor. So there's another connection. If you're not going to get him intertwined in your business, why are you bringing him around your business? Because we want him for philanthropy work. You don't want him. You went through, like, Gessleen, who then went through her sister. In 2013, Bill and Melinda Gates met with Epstein again at his Upper East Side mansion in September of 2013, according to the Daily Beast. 
Now, 2013 was four years after Jeffrey Epstein was sentenced to prison for soliciting a minor who was under the age of 18 for sex. So when they met in 2013, again, for the third or fourth time, Jeffrey Epstein was already a sex offender and he knew it. Everybody knew it. Everybody in that circle knew that he had gotten popped for sex offender, but he met with him anyway. In the same year as that, Bill Gates reported to have flown with Epstein on his private jet from New Jersey to Palm Beach in Florida. He went on to claim in 2019 that he only met him, he did not have any business relationships with him or a friendship, and that he did not fly anywhere with him at all, which was false because he was on the flight logs, the, the flight logs that were released by Legacy Media. He was on the, the dark flight logs too, but he was on the flight logs that were released via a court order. His name was on there. So he lied through the whole thing. And he had to have had connections with his business and Jeffrey Epstein because he is in bed with Isabel Maxwell, who is a sister of Gessleen Maxwell. And the, Gess the sister of Gessleen Maxwell, Isabel, sits on the freaking board of the World Economic Forum, the biggest donator to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That doesn't just happen. That's not a coincidence. This isn't a matter of, oh, we didn't know. You had to know he was a sex offender. And then you 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 got into business with somebody who sits on the board of the WEF, who's the sister of his girlfriend. He goes on to state he didn't go anywhere on the plane. Yes, he did. And Gessleen Maxwell, none of this is coming up by accident. Okay, the reason that this is all kind of back in the news, I think, today, and the reason that, that probably that reporter even asked him about it is because about, I don't know, three or four days prior, Gessleen Maxwell made a call from jail, just called a news station. I was like, Hey, I'm ready to tell my story. Like Pfizer stuff's breaking and there's classified docs and, but Hey, look at me. I'm guessing Maxwell. I got shit to say. Okay. And shit to say she indeed did. Here we go. It's a, a cereal and a fruit, a piece of fruit generally. And then you have to make your bed sort of military style so there's nothing that's sticking out or whatever it has to be a prescribed way otherwise you can to travel you can get what's called a shot and then at 7 30 you go to work and for me that means i go go to the lord library uh, to help people so they have detainers or they have warrants or they're trying to appeal their case and uh, let's see get a compassionate release or they ask about the first step act and how credits are applied to their time that sort of thing and I answer those types of questions I also help people file out their administrative remedies. Um, and that is until 10 o'clock when they then, you have to come back uh, and they call lunch is around 10.30. The portion control is very odd. And then because I'm uh, on a no meat diet, they're supposed to have either hummus, cottage cheese or um, tofu for you, but mostly 
I'd say about 95% of it's tofu if it's anything, or, or beans. It's, and I'd say 95% of it's, it's beans, and then otherwise you have like a tofu substitute. And the tofu has no season, there's no seasoning allowed, so there's no salt or pepper or anything. So it's, it's, it's beyond t t tasteless. And then you go back to work at 12, and that lasts until 3.30, when you come back and you have a, a stand-up headcount at 4. And if you are lucky, they call recreation at some point during the day. If you're at work, you miss it. And if you're not, you get to go out. I believe that he was uh, murdered. Well, I was shocked. And I wondered how it had happened. Because um, as far as I was concerned, he was going to... I was sure he was going to appeal. And I was sure that he was covered under the non-prosecution agreement. But I wasn't in the indictment. So I wasn't mentioned. I, wa I wasn't even one of the co-conspirators. I obviously wish I'd never met him. You know, looking back now, I probably wish I had stayed at, in England. But leaving that aside, you know, I tried to leave and start another new job and move on from the end of 98, 99. So I wish that I had been more successful. Uh, moving on because I became a banker so I should have you know moved on completely at the time I wouldn't have had a problem introducing people to my friends boohoo the food is so bad in prison the audacity the audacity First of all, why does she sound drunk? She sounds like hammered in that video. She's slurry and that whole video was a mess. But she came out and she said with her words that came out of her mouth that she believes Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. And I watched a whole like episode about Bill Barr and all that jazz about how that was all kind of covered up because eventually it was just closed out. They were like, like, look, it's suicide. And the reason they determined that it was a suicide was because they didn't have any footage of anybody coming in or going out of the prison. They were like, so nobody came in and killed him, so it had to be. But they didn't think about it could possibly be somebody on the inside. Okay? We got Hillary Clinton out here, dressed security guard. Say, hey, hey. She thinks he was murdered. I think he was murdered. Y'all think he was murdered. Do Will we ever know? I don't know. But it's interesting, Bill Gates gave a weird interview after the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, okay? So after Jeffrey Epstein had passed away, he was asked about it. And I want to say this was on, uh, like, ABC. He was asked about it and asked, you know, what her thoughts were around it. And it was a kind of a weird interview. And we're going to play it. Here we go. Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? 
you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have, you know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were, were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's, you know, so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years, um, and that, in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well, it, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking, looking at this? Well, he's dead, so, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and, you know, the, you know I'm, I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, I, that's, that's what I get up every day and focus on. Well, he did, so, you know, I'm proud of what I did because he's dead. He, that whole interview is just weird. He is extremely squirrely. He is extremely like shaky and nervous. He looks really nervous. And then when he talks about him, he gets like this look in his eye and he's like, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There are a bajillion other ways you could have answered that with a, with a business like sense. And he did not. He's like, well, he's dead. You could have said, you know what? The lesson is to make sure that you know who you're associating with. Make sure that you know who you're getting, you know, something, something. Hey kids. Don't talk to strangers, right? He could have said something. This guy goes on. He's like, no, he's dead. He's all he's dead. FC didn't phone himself. Like, no, he didn't. I don't think, I don't think he had anything to do with it. I think he is just reaping the benefits of it happening. Just after watching all of these, the interviews that he did about it, all the times that he was questioned about it. I don't feel like he directly had anything to do with it. I feel like this was a Clinton thing. 100%. Um, he's dead. So I'm good. All of his dirty little secrets get buried with him. Listen, you don't just casually know a guy and then have your ex-wife come out or your, your wife, your ex-wife, ex-wife at the time and say that basically this is one of the reasons we're getting divorced. They'd been married for a, probably 20 years or some ridiculous number. Your ex-wife doesn't come out and say, Oh, this, this is well, it's one of the big reasons we got divorced. If there wasn't more to the story than a couple casual dinners. You don't divorce somebody over over their friendship, even if the if if the friendship was innocent, if there wasn't much to it, if it, if it was as downplayed as he's trying to make it, you know that's bull. And I think this goes back. I think it's like with the the Swedish girl and her fifth. Why would you even bring that up? Why would you even talk about that? Why would you put that in an email? Why would you bring up the, her fifteen year old daughter? That's not what I think about when I go to parties where other adults are. I don't talk about the other people's kids that show up. I say so-and-so showed up or maybe she brought her kid. Maybe, you know, and that's, I, I'm not going to, not an adult party. I'm not going to bring that up. Why would he bring that up in that email? Unless he was an intricate part of it. I think there's some blackmail stuff going on. Somebody had said uh, in the comments too, they were talking about blackmail. I think there was some blackmail stuff going on with him. And I think it is quite possible that Bill Gates was being blackmailed. 
And it could have stemmed from that party where he was like, so I stayed a little bit. It could have stemmed from anything. Why else would he risk his reputation to meet with Jeffrey Epstein again after he was convicted the first time? Why would you, why would you do an interview like that? Why would you say weird shit like that? I understand that Bill Gates, a weird dude, but the body language and the face, I mean, you can't ignore that. He knew and he's benefiting from it again, but I don't think he was directly involved. He says he took care of it and he's proud of the, the, the philanthropy that he's done. He might be indirectly involved, but I feel like that was a Clinton hit 100%. Either that or Jeffrey Epstein's in hiding and he's not actually dead. There's that theory that's out there too. And I don't remember who brought it up. I haven't really looked much into it, but there is a theory out there that Jeffrey Epstein worked for the feds. Like he was a federal informant. So like when he got busted early on that he went underground and worked as a federal informant and isn't really, this is how, this is how he cut his deal, right? He, he popped Gisling Maxwell, who was the head of all of it, brought the girls in and did the stuff, got her arrested, you know, exposed a whole bunch of people to all kinds of things, some to the public, some not, and then dies in a very mysterious man. I, I, I can, I, there's weight to that theory too. There's absolutely weight to that theory because this is how he would get out then and start a new life. So the feds would come up and say, listen, we are dope, like in, in you, you know, whatever, but we're going to cut you a deal because we're looking for some big fish here. We're looking for this big ring. And if you can get us in, we'll cut you a deal. You'll have to die and disappear, but we'll cut you a deal. And they, and then he did, and he did. I have the same theory about Hunter Biden and those, the documents that are coming out right now are all just saturated in Hunter Biden. They want to they search Hunter Biden's house. They want to search Hunter Biden's offices. They're looking for Hunter Biden's stuff. But why are they looking for Hunter Biden's stuff when it's Joe Biden that took the docs on accident, right? No. Hunter Biden took the docs. Or somebody took the docs and Hunter Biden knew they were there. And he flipped on him. And now you're seeing the takedown of all that. Hunter Biden is way too intertwined in the classified docs for him not to be behind it. Because they're not going to charge Hunter Biden. They've made that very clear. He's probably going to get a slap on the wrist, regardless of what's on the documents. It can't be any worse than what was on the laptop. And this whole, this, this, this dude's still walking out, walking around free. Because he's behind it. And he cut himself a deal, saved his own ass, got his child support all paid up, got himself some new teeth, living a new life, has to stay on the DL. Shit. Operation Crash and Burn. I just read about that. More to come. More to come on Operation Crash and Burn. Did you guys hear? Do you want to play that? Or do I got do I have you guys still here? Let me see if I can find it. Um, who who posted that? Do we remember? Let me see if it's on Twitter. I didn't download it or anything. Um, but it was the leaked phone call from Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Operation crash and burn. Somebody posted it and I don't remember who it was. Oh, there it is. Okay, hold on. I think you guys should be able to hear it. This is on Twitter, so it's not going to be the super best quality, but give me a second. Microsoft Edge tab. Okay, here we go. This is a leaked, this is a phone call or voicemail from the classified documents that are about the classified docs. Apparently it's to Hunter and they called it Operation Crash and Burn. Hey pal, it's dead. Look, uh, I don't think they're 
are going to get off my ass about these documents. And I know that there's at least, I want to say, five more places that I can remember that they are. Listen, use the red cell phone. Call up Barack and Michelle. Tell them Operation Crash and Burn is a go. Do this immediately, please. All right, love you, pal. Bye. Boom. It's a TikTok. Operation Crash and Burn. Probably a deep fake. A lot of people are saying it's probably a deep fake. Um, but it is interesting. And the reason it's interesting is because it's not getting fact-checked as a deep fake. Or it's not getting fact-checked as being fake. It's not getting fact-checked. It's not, as of today still, it sounds like. It's not getting taken down. It's not getting fact-checked. I guess we'll find out here on YouTube. But it's still up. So either it's A, real, and it doesn't need to be fact-checked, and they just don't want to bring any attention to it, or B, it's real, and they don't want to fact-check it because they don't want to bring more attention to it. I don't know what Operation Crash and Burn is. Let me... Uh, there's an article here. Let me look into it a little bit more and we'll go from there. So you can find the call. I found it on Twitter. Um, you can find it on fire. It sounds like fire talk radio has got it on their YouTube. You can find the call on their YouTube. Uh, I'm not, I, well, I'm not going to post I'll not post it here by itself, but operation crash and burn. <laughs> pick up the red cell phone. What is the red cell phone? Is that like the red phone that used to sit on the president's desk? That was the secure line. Am I remembering that right? Nancy and Paul crash and burn. Yeah, that narrative fell apart lickety split that quick. Um, when everything goes to... So here's kind of the thing. And and this is... Because I, I listened to this call yesterday. Hunter Biden... Or Joe Biden sounds really coherent in that call. Do you think it's older maybe? It's his voice and it goes... That's why... And that's another reason I'm wondering... If it's older, like it, does anybody know when the call was supposedly from it's a burner phone always packing heat below the waistline. Are you just happy to see me? Um, yeah. So it goes back to when he was VP. Okay. That would make, that makes more sense. So was there documents too that, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk anymore. Cause I don't know yet. Are there more document leaks from him? So supposedly Gateway Pundit has got a bunch of documents that they're going to be releasing. I don't know if they've started. Um, it was pre-2020. It sounds like it would be older. So that would make more sense because he sounds, one, he sounds really coherent. Two, it, it sounds like he's actively still working with the Obamas, even though supposedly they hated each other. Uh, so more to come. More to come on the phone call. More to come on Operation Crash and Burn as we learn more information about it. But all of this stuff is old. And this is where I think a lot of people are still stuck in their heads. Like when I brought up the Hunter Biden stuff, that was the bigger, the biggest piece of pushback that I got was that, well, what about, he's just went on vacation with Joe Biden. He just did, they, they were just photographed together. But all of the documents that we're talking about and all of the, the, the proof and the stuff that's coming out is old, as old as dirt. Every, even, even all of the shit on the laptop and the cell phones that were hacked are all 2019 and, beyond, are in, and back. So you're talking when Trump was still president. That's when this stuff was supposedly going on and before. 
But now that that presidency's over, now it's all coming out, which you got to find it kind of odd too. Like, why wouldn't have this come out right when it was happening? Why did they wait for Joe Biden to be president? Why did Joe Biden have to be president in order for the cell phones to be hacked and the laptop to be dropped off and for all this information to be made public? Why this would have helped Trump tremendously. It didn't just happen that way. It couldn't have. There's no way it could have. There's no way that they could have orchestrated all of this to just randomly happen. We just randomly found these documents. There's no way you just randomly did that. Because it was all put together. Same thing, just, just like the Nancy Pelosi stuff. That was all, it's all political theater. Yes, I think your response and what you're seeing to it is political. I think a lot of the investigation boards are, are, are going to be some political theater. I think they will do something. I hope they will do something. But I think it's political theater. I think this is all done. And so you're seeing it slowly being leaked out to the public in a way that they can consume it. Because none of this makes any sense. So those who've been paying attention for as long, I suppose as we have, none of this makes any sense. The timelines don't add up. Like Hunter Biden, like that shit just doesn't add up. But it adds up if it's old and it's being leaked. And um, doesn't the information being hidden prove that a rig, oh, I can't say that, uh, the Hunter laptop itself. It does. Kind of. I, I don't know. More to come. I don't talk a lot about election odd fray. And the reason behind that is, is because I think it's been going on a really long time. I think you're just now being made aware of it. Um, and I don't talk about it a lot because I don't want people to lose faith in the fact that their vote counts uh, because it does count. And it's the only system that we have right now. It is important to keep eyes on it. It's important, obviously, to keep exposing shit as you see it. But um, as far as it, until there's a solution, um, I kind of just stay kind of kind of quiet on that. I think that's why I was conspiracy. That is why. I think that's all why we're all fucking, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like, who was I talking to? I had, um, wow, he's got the wall. What is that kid's name? We just had him on. I can't remember his name, but he's got this wall with all the strings. It was a fantastic interview. I cannot remember his bloody name. But he was even kind of like, he's confused. But that's because past, don't say that, past proves future. Right? Isn't that something that was said for a long time? Because all of this has already been been set up. And I think it was set up during the Trump administration. And I think you saw Joe Biden win the election so that when it came out, it was a big deal because he's the president of the United States. But again, I this is something if you're gonna run with this theory, you have to believe in a shadow government. You have to believe that there's somebody working under under the table and behind the scenes. More to come. More to come on that as we get closer to 2024. I think a lot of that will become more apparent as we get closer to 2024. As far as who's behind it, what's going to happen, and who's actually doing it, you'll see it come out starting the presidential campaigning. Um, Adi says, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Exactly. And I think this is kind of where we're at. Like you are seeing... This whole, and this is why, like they say a lot of this, enjoy the show. It's political theater because we knew then, we knew then 
And now we have to watch it all be rolled out to the public. And now they know now what they did. And it's just, I need a wall with some string. Maddie, yes, Maddie Rance. I need some wall with some string. <laughs> but we knew that and we were frustrated then because we were like, God, stop taking us down. Like, this is real. We can kind of, you know, we can prove it. We can, because it wasn't time for it to come out then. And so now we're all frustrated because we're like, fuck, but we have to wait. That's all we can do is hurry up and wait. That's all we can do is sit here and wait and try to stay on top of things as they come to light. That's what, that's what I got. That's all I got for today, you guys. I want to talk about Bill Gates. That really was all that was trending. I'm sure there's going to be more stuff that's going to break this week. If we need to do another nooner, we will. Um, otherwise, I've got tatted girl dad on Friday, and we're going to talk a lot about, kind of probably a lot about the same stuff. More than Monica, right? <laughs> Clinton had someone working under the table. He sure did. You guys are gross. Okay. So that's it. That's all I got for today. Like I said, we'll schedule another nooner if something else comes about. Um, as this is right now, there really isn't else, much else going on, uh, except for the committees and they're talking, there's a lot of big talk with these, these investigation committees, um, more to come on that. If it comes to something that I feel like we need to start paying closer attention to, but right now it just seems like they're just talking about what they're going to do, uh, and whether or not they're going to do it or not. So Cliff, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. You guys, thank you so much for being here. If you liked what you, if you're watching after the fact, and you like what you saw, be sure to subscribe. We're live at least every Tuesday at the very least. We're live every Saturday as well. Uh, and then randomly throughout the week with different guests and different things that are going on. So I love your faces. Also, if you haven't liked the live, please make sure to do that uh, because it does help. And that's it. That's all I got. I love your faces. You guys keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I said hi and watch out for all of them, dear. Bye, guys. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong, you take on anyone. I know that you are wrong. You're headstrong, you're headstrong. <laughs>